where are you going if we if we are attacked by zombies? If they're coming from the East Coast and they're headed this way, where are you headed? So I have always been instructed, go cold. Okay. So we're going to go north. Okay. And so. Instructed because zombies still like they freeze up or? The viruses don't survive as well oh, in cold yeah. climates. So yeah. you go north. You don't want to go around the tropics. So okay. we go north to stay safe. Hey, Steve here. Have you noticed a drop in the number of zombies in Champaign-Urbana? I have, and I discovered why on a recent walk. Stay tuned for a fun conversation with an owner of what is probably our city's only zombie defense vehicle. After that, I'm going to have a quick conversation with Chuck Kaplinski, local movie critic about zombie movies. I learned a couple of things. You will, too. And then my review of a documentary, not about zombies, but an octopus. As always, if you'd like to get in touch, the email for Holstein and Company is steve at holstein.co. Okay, here's the show. Tell me your name. Jeff Sylvester. Hey, Jeff. So uh, you're kind of on my walking route, and uh, I walk by very often, and I see this yellow zombie defense vehicle. And I, I got to tell you, I feel as a Champaign-Urbana resident, very fortunate to have one of these. Well, it's just one of those. I recently moved into the area, but I figure, you know, bring my vehicle with. I can go on patrol, keep everybody safe. And I'm sure that since I've moved in, you haven't seen any zombies oh, moving around oh. the area. So yeah. apparently it's been working. So where did you move from? Uh, moved from St. Louis. Okay. Uh, got a job last fall with the university. Yeah, great. Actually, I grew up there. Okay. Um, I was living up near the UMSL campus, yeah. so up by the airport. Yeah, we. I think we did have a pretty hardcore zombie problem up until, when did you move in? In fall of last year. I do remember the zombie population drop quite a bit. Okay. So seriously though, so this is a Jeep. I see that it's bright yellow. Normally this would get some looks anyway because of the cool color and the cool wheels, but then you've got all the zombie stuff on there. So what's up with that? It was really my son who kind of got me going on this. He actually bought the first sticker for the vehicle. And after that, I just kind of <laughs> went to town with it. And it, it doesn't help that my fiance and I have our own vinyl cutter. So anytime we get ideas for stickers or anything, we don't have to go buy it. We just go, okay, let's print this up. Let's get it on the vehicles, and here we go. See, uh, see, this is cool because not only do I now know a guy who has a zombie uh, defense vehicle, but also a vinyl cutter. And I don't know too many people that own vinyl cutters either. Yeah, that actually started because back when we were in St. Louis, both my fiance and I play roller derby. Yeah. So we actually got the vinyl cutter to help get stickers for people's helmets, yeah. to help print shirts when we needed them. And this is just kind of a byproduct of it, being able to do stickers for our vehicle. Are you still doing roller derby? Well, with COVID, we've had yeah. to stop with practices, but you know, we are looking forward to hopefully sometime within the next few months getting started back at practice again. There's a, there's a pretty popular women's roller derby league, right? That's been around for a few years around here? Uh, let's see. We've got um, Twin City Derby is here in Champaign. Um, right now, we actually both play for the men's team over in Springfield, the Springfield Hooligans oh. or Capital City Hooligans. So when in the heck are they going to get roller derby in the Olympics? Oh, that's that's going to be a while. Um, and long backstory on that one as to why it'll be a while before that happens. But um, that would be a fun thing. But it is an international sport. Um, you know, the the team I used to play for in St. Louis, they were the men's championships, the, the world championships for a number of years, competed against teams from all around the world. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's kind of like bike riding. You don't have it's. You know, to just go out and roller skate, it you don't have to be part of a team. You could just yeah. strap the skates on up and down the sidewalk. There are trails in the area. It's just a good way to get out and get a little exercise, something a little different. Okay, so back to the zombie defense vehicle, which has an official use sticker and a barcode. If I were to scan the barcode, what happens? 
I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh, okay. So right. it's well, one of those for you, probably nothing. It, okay. it, it is one of those official things yeah. that only certain programs would actually be able to scan that and get it. If there's a checkpoint and you pull up, they automatically scan the barcode. It does something for you, but not for me. Exactly. The same way that I've got the ID in my vehicle. Yeah. He's going to get his ID right now. And... It's Oh, I got to get a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got my official CDC first response badge for virus detection and control units. So if I do need to do anything, I've got the, the vehicle allowed in. I'm allowed in. We're all set to go. You know, I was north of Rantoul uh, a couple of months ago, just dropping some food off for a friend. And I went down this uh, wrong road and there was a gate and I thought, oh, there's nobody. Then all of a sudden this guy comes out with a scanner and I'm like, oh, I pointed at my rainstorm car wash barcode. <laughs> It didn't do anything. Probably not, no. He, he might have been looking for something a little bit different. But, you know, I, I'm guessing, you know, probably typical sunglasses, just plain yeah. tiny. You, yep. Yeah. He ushered me out pretty quickly. Okay, so uh, you're all in on zombie defense thanks to your son. But, I mean, you know, you're, you're all in. I mean, you can, you can say one sticker, it's because of my son, but you've got stickers everywhere. So are you into zombie films and shows like The Walking Dead? You know I'm going to ask that. So it's odd. I've never actually watched The Walking Dead, but huge fan of Shaun of the Dead. I absolutely love that that film, but, you know, huge fan of, you know, Simon Pegg in general, love his movies. But, you know, it's things like that, or you go back to the classics like, you know, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, the old black and white ones. And, um, you know, I I remember even watching those when I grew up. So that's always kind of been in the back of my mind. It's just one of those fun fascination things. But for one reason or another, no, just never, never got into that program, never started watching it. You know, All I say is that, you know, just hope that when you encounter zombies, it is more of the Shaun of the Dead or, you know, that kind of zombie. Not the World War Z zombies that, like, run super fast and stuff. We don't want those. We we don't need those. I love World War Z. I do. Those are some wicked zombies in that movie. Oh, yeah. And it's a very unique take on the, it's not a slow-moving zombie. It's not one of those that, you know, it's just going to crawl up behind where it's like, yeah, I I can run away from this. No, this, this might take a little bit of work. So, you know, that, that's why I like having, you know, my girl here. Her name is Claudia, yeah. um, you know, and kind of like the, the frame on the front of the sticker says, you know, you may be, yours may be fast. Mine can go anywhere. So, <laughs> Okay. One last question. I'll let you go because you were out here just uh, cleaning the zombie uh, defense vehicle and such. Where are you going if we, if we are attacked by zombies? If they're coming from the East Coast and they're headed this way, where are you headed? So... I have always been instructed, go cold. Okay. So we're going to go north. Okay. And so. Instructed because zombies, still, like, they freeze up or? The viruses don't survive as well oh, in cold yeah. climates. Yeah, so yeah. you go north. You don't want to go around the tropics. So we go north to stay safe. That's my tip for the day. Hey, Steve, what are you doing? Hey, Chuck. Uh, well, I'm in zombie mode here in, in the podcast. And so I, ju- I just had a conversation with somebody about zombies and, and, and zombie uh, response vehicles and zombie movies. And I uh, thought, well, you know, one of my friends, Chuck Kaplinski, um, who co-hosts Real Talk with Chuck and Pam and has seen on WCIA3, uh, knows a few thing or two about movies and zombie movies. Well, first off, I'm glad that, you know, it's only that you're talking about zombies. When you said you were in zombie mode, I was afraid maybe you had gotten bitten. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I'm glad that's not the case. Um, Yeah, you know what? Zombie movies have been around for a long time, uh, even since the 30s. There was White Zombie with Bela Lugosi, and there's a great movie from 44 called I Walked with a Zombie. 
But as far as zombies eating people, that starts with Night of the Living Dead in 1968. And at that point, you know, all bets are off at that point. And, you know, it just it just becomes more and more graphic as we go through history. I mean, have you ever seen the movie Dawn of the Dead? Yes, I have. I mean, I remember when Dawn of the Dead came out in 1979, and it was so graphic that it was came out unrated. They knew it would get an X rating if it came out, so they just decided to le- release it without a rating. And I went in, and I was shocked. <laughs> but but now that level of violence you can see any time you turn on The Walking Dead. Yeah, this is true. Now, fortunately, um, over time, scriptwriters and directors have decided that a good story will also help you sell tickets. You can't just be about cutting open or biting open a victim and going to town on their guts, right? Yeah, you know, and, and that's why so many of the zombie movies, I think, get a bad rap, because so many of them are like that. But, you know, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead really is about racism. Dawn of the Dead is really about consumerism. Uh, Land of the Dead is about you know, the 1% lording over the rest of us. So there's got to be some sort of message. And of course, you know, World War Z, you know, we're living World War Z right now when you stop to think about it, because the zombies there, that's just a pandemic. So there's got to be some sort of, you know, foundation, some sort of intelligence, because you're right, it can't just all be, you know, people getting torn up and eaten. I love World War Z, and that's kind of one of my once-a-year go-tos. I like it because uh, I think it's a good story. Uh, I like that the zombies are... Uh, just fast, fast. And they they are, you know, they've got a touch of intelligence, not a lot. And I like it that it's short because so many movies these days are bloated. And that one, I think, is it's like a, an hour and a half. Yep. And I like Brad Pitt, but uh, I like that. And, and for the same reasons, I like I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yeah, those are both t- two good ones. And another one with say, uh, Fast Zombies is 28 Days Later. Mm. Uh, from England with uh, Cillian, Cillian Murphy, mm-hmm. the guy who directed uh, Slumdog Millionaire, Danny Boyle. He directed that. He also did uh, Train Spotting, uh, And that's a, that's another good one. You're, I like your distinction about the fast zombies and the slow zombies. Uh, the fast ones, boy, it's just a heck of a lot more exciting. Well, good. And so any others you can recommend before I cut you off here? Well, I can't recommend it because I haven't seen it. But Zack Snyder, the director, has been getting a lot of press lately with his uh, Justice League redo. His next film is actually called Army of the Dead. And it's supposed to be a zombie epic for Netflix. And it's supposed to be coming out this summer. So we'll see how that one ranks with all the others once we get a chance to take a look at that. Yeah, everything's coming to Netflix, HBO Max, all that these days, thanks to the pandemic. By the way, as a, as a film critic, uh, is that something you're liking or enjoying that? Uh, well, it helps me because I don't have to leave my house, yeah. but I miss, I miss the experience. I miss going and sitting and enjoying it with a bunch of strangers. There's there's nothing like that. I uh, I messaged you after uh, I saw Godzilla versus Kong, and I said, "Yeah, I watched it in my home on HBO Max on my iPad," and you were just you were shocked. You <laughs> <laughs> was I was like, "Uh oh, I shared that with the wrong kind of person." <laughs> hey, to to each their own. To each their own. I'm sure as long as you don't say that to the movie director, I think you're fine. Well, I will say this. I think I even put this in my Holstein and Company newsletter that it was so good on the iPad. I, I want not only wanted to see it again, but I'd like to go ahead and see it in IMAX. So I might do that while it's still on IMAX. Well, that's what they want you to do. Chuck Kaplinski, Real Talk with Chuck and Pam is the uh, podcast. And of course, you see them on WCIA3. Hey, stay safe from the zombies out there. You bet, pal. In my weekly email newsletter, I've been including recommendations for some of the shows and movies I watch. But this film is so good, I had to share it here in the podcast. It's not about zombies. It's about an octopus. 
My Octopus Teacher isn't your typical underwater sea life documentary. If you've spent any time on or near a large body of water, you know what it does for your mental health. My Octopus Teacher does this and subtly reminds us just how connected each of us is to every living creature on Earth. And trust me when I say you've never cared so much for an octopus in your life. The film is both sad and uplifting and is great to watch alone or with your family. It's called My Octopus Teacher, and it's streaming on Netflix right now. That's the show. I hope you have a great week.